In a pandemic, the symptoms go beyond the body, telling stories of how lives have changed. I'm Nico Heredia, and this is Contact Tracing. College students all over the world have left their dorms and classrooms and forced into online learning, on top of the usual stressors that come with being a uh, student. Today, our guest, Monica Vigil, is going to share her experiences of the last year. Mrs. Vigil is a current grad student at Cal, Cal Poly Pomona, a Pierce College alumni and the former pro program director of this very station, KPC Radio. Ms. Vigil, thank you for joining us and being willing to share your story. You are welcome. Thank you for having me. I've never been, not to lie, I have been on this side of it, but I'm used to being on the other side of it. <laughs> well, you've definitely never talked about this before, probably on the radio. No, I've not. Mm -mm. Um, well, let's start at the beginning. Um, it's January of 2020. News of coronavirus is just starting to break and most people have no idea the impact it's gonna have on the world. So what does daily life look like for you? I remember, it's basically January, because I don't know why, but I remember a lot of like, um, I had just started attending Cal State Long Beach. I had just transferred from San Diego State to Cal State Long Beach. And my classes began like mid-January or late January. And I was going to the school gym a lot. And I would do like the ellipticals in front of, it was like nine TV screens. And they always had news about the, the virus mm -hmm. in China, right? It was still in China. And then I would go to the gym and every time I went on the ellipticals, it slowly but surely had another update of going to another country and, um, you know, close getting, you know, making its way closer to the US. Um, and it's super like surreal to think back on it. Like now that we have, the hindsight to know what it became but yeah I was just going to school you know um trying to like transition into a new campus um a new living situation I had just moved in with my boyfriend um I've never I had never lived with a significant other before so this was a completely new transition uh, so starting in school living with a new person um yeah and so just trying to, I knew it was gonna be my last semester, my, not my last semester, my last year of undergrad. And um, yeah, just looking forward to the, the changes that were coming. Um, of course, not knowing that the changes would be more dramatic than I could have ever imagined. Yeah, um, so fast forward to March, lockdowns are starting to happen. The severity of the situation is you know, becoming more apparent. What does your life look like now? Yeah, well, maybe I remember, okay, again, I'm going to the gym and it's it's like watching these TV things and I would like exercise next to my boyfriend and maybe like late February, very early March, I was like, dude, I think we're going to get some time off from school. And that was like so exciting at the time. Like, I mean, we didn't know better, but it's like kind of hoping yeah. it would like make us like take some time off from school thinking, I don't know, like a week or two. I don't really know what we thought, but kind of excited. I remember when they told us like, oh, we're going to have a month off from school. It's going to be online. I was so excited. I thought that was so cool. Like I went to the beach, like having a good day. I was like, cool. We got to like do this really like fun thing where we're home for a month. Um, and then my birthday is March 20th. And March 20th was the first day of the stay at home orders. Um, and I know that because I was supposed to have a bunch of friends come over on my birthday. And then we had to like cancel last minute because the stay at home order started that day. And so my new life looked like 
being really optimistic in the beginning and really excited because it was new and not understanding again not to use the word that everyone's using but it was unprecedented right so we didn't know Mm -hmm. what it would end up looking like um so it was kind of exciting in a way like we're not at school we're we're at home like just like me and my boyfriend hanging out like going on our daily walk um and then <laughs> very slowly the charm of like being at home um went away and the reality started sinking in where it's like oh we can't go anywhere we can't do anything outside of this house because it's not safe um and then it, it, it was not as fun then it was like waking up going to the computer to do schoolwork like you know, being off camera for Zoom, um, not really paying attention. And then, you know, months or weeks later, just getting really, really depressed. Um, There's two, I would say there are two words to describe me. It's extroverted and depressed. And so like, I've just always dealt with, I have like mental health issues. And so I have dealt with a lot of bouts of depression. And so to for my personality to then have to stay at home and have zero contact with anyone other than the one person I lived with was really hard. Um, yeah, it started getting really depressed. It started getting harder to get out of bed just because things felt very purposeless. Um, and the fact that I couldn't go out and like do things like I'm, I'm someone that likes to go out and do things. So it's been, it was very hard in the beginning very hard in the middle, still hard now, but I'm just sort of used to how hard it is, I think is what's changed. But yeah, stark difference from like where I was January. Yeah. I think, you know, going into it all, you, you, well, you know, coming from your background, you were in radio, you, you know, have an interest in news, I'm assuming, you know, I think that's a fair assumption. You kind of realize that you're living through a historic event. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to tell this story and it's going to matter for the rest of your life. Um, and so I don't think that excitement is, you know, unreasonable. Um, so did you, you said you were doing your undergrad mm-hmm. when COVID first happened and now you're working on your master's, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you went into your master's program during all of this. Yes, this is my first semester at Cal Poly Pomona. Not, at, I mean, technically, at, again, I haven't been to the campus. Um, the funny thing is, I went to Cal State Long Beach. I probably was on campus for four to six weeks, maybe six weeks before the pandemic happened. So I went to Long Beach for six weeks and then attended virtually for months and then got my degree from there. So I, it's like weird that I got my degree from a school I, w- I barely set foot in. But yes, I'm doing my master's now. My master's in teaching credential. So how did, um, you know, everybody transitioned into Zoom classes. There was no, nothing on campus anymore. How did uh, Zoom classes help or hinder you? Um, they hindered me in that, okay, I think they helped in a way that a lot of people probably experienced, which was, you know, a lot of people like experience mental health issues and so they were helpful in that I could still attend class and not fall behind, but also be 
depressed. Like that's never happened before. Usually when I go through depression, I have to miss a week or two of classes and then I fall behind and it's really stressful and I'm anxious. And for the first time I was able to like be depressed, but also be in class, you know, just have my camera off and sort of just like be in bed and not take notes, but at least like hear the lecture and not fall behind. So it's a really weird way, but I think it was like helpful to be able to just show up to class as we were like collectively, like, like show up regardless of whether we would have normally shown up or not. Um, it, it made it easier to show up. There were less obstacles, even like depression was less of an obstacle because I knew I didn't have to turn my camera on. I didn't have to participate. So it, it didn't matter if I hadn't like showered in three, four days, like I could still be in class at least, you know? So in yeah. that way it was helpful. Um, it hindered me in that I was really uninvested in my classes. I did not care. Um, like something I heard, which is so true, was like school felt optional, but it wasn't, but it just like felt like it was an optional thing. And so it was the last thing, you know, I didn't care about it. I would like, you know, go to my Zoom classes and like take my exams, but I didn't care. I was just getting my degree. You know, another layer of it is that I knew I was going to then jump from my journalism degree. Once I got that degree, I was going to jump to the teaching credential master. So I knew I wasn't going to use my journalism degree in any way. And so that also made me less motivated to pay attention. But, you know, it was just harder. Um, So, yeah, I just wasn't engaged. and I didn't care. And I was really, I mean, I'll admit it. Like, I was like, cheating I mean it was hot you know I mean I think every, every test was open book and open notes because because uh-huh. it was um yeah it just it's hard to pay attention virtually especially too because in the beginning the first semester even the second semester um teachers themselves were figuring it out so it's hard for them to deliver the same sort of lecture they would have delivered because they also like can you hear me like what happened the internet's going in and out so it was just tough for everyone yeah, yeah, I, you know, had to go through the Zoom classes also, and, and I completely agree. Um, optional is a, a great way to put, put having to go through those classes. Um, so you're no longer on campus, right? There's there's no more campus life um, in both social aspects as well as the available resources. In what ways do you think that helped or hindered you? I feel very lucky that during those six, seven, eight, I don't know how, how many weeks it was that we started classes for the spring 2020 semester and then we're off campus permanently. But um, in that short amount of time, I joined a meditation club and I went to like two or three in-person meetings and immediately I was like, oh, I love these people. I love this club. Like, I knew it was a really tight-knit community and I just knew there was like magic there to be had. And then we went off campus, we were online. And um, and so the meditation club continued online and it wasn't the same as like being in the same room and meditating like together or talking um, in person, but having that space weekly to meet and talk and um, of all club topics, I think meditation is like pretty helpful in a pandemic. So it's like to meditate together and to just like talk about 
these really deep things like mental health issues or how our spiritual health was feeling. Um, having that online was super amazing. Um, I still talk to those people. I don't go to that school anymore, but I still like would jump on a meeting with them here and there. So I feel very lucky I was able to establish those roots while we were in person. Otherwise, I think I think I would have drowned, to be honest. Like, as much as I love my boyfriend, like nobody can be your only point of contact, you know? Um, and I'm super close to my family, like super close. And for me to not be able to see them was so tough. So yeah, being able to join a club like I did and then have it continue online was super helpful. And again, it wasn't like amazing that it was online. I would have preferred in person, but yeah, I'm really grateful for that. Is there anything you've experienced as a student that has yet to be talked about in the media or do you feel that all issues are being addressed? That's a good question that's a really good well I did do a podcast topic for one of my final classes it was like a multimedia class and I thought it was kind of unique like I hadn't heard people talk about it yet the student issue but I was experiencing it within my family um so I have teenage cousins and siblings and you know obviously they're online as well And these are cousins and siblings that usually do well in school. Some of them do really, really well, like are gifted and honored and they always have A's. And some of them do average, but average to well. And all of them are failing classes now because it's it's tough to be online. Um, It's hard to stay motivated. It also, when you're that young, it's hard to understand the consequences of your academic, the academic things you do now. So what, um, what my brother, I have, I have more than one brother, so I won't say which brother it is to give him some anonymity, but my brother basically did school for them. So he had all their logins to their school portals. He, um, he was doing like 15 or 20 classes. Um, he's doing all their math homework, all their history homework, all their science homework. And he was, I mean, he was stressed out. He had his own college classes to, to deal with. But um, basically he was playing them. And even when they would have like quizzes, um, like in class quizzes, they would FaceTime him. And, you know, I think one of LAUSD's, um, I think one of their policies is that they can't force you to be on camera. You know, it's like a privacy issue. And so they're not on camera and they're FaceTiming him. They mute themselves and they're like showing him the screen. They're like, what's the answer? And he's telling them the answer. And so I think that's not talked about. And I don't think it's a bad or good thing. I think it depends on your perspective. But this idea of like, especially the younger kids are like having a really, really, really hard time. And and I think there, I think my brother's not the only one. I think there are, are a group of people who are doing their siblings or cousins or friends works for them online um and so I think there's something to be said about that the fact that the fact that we put so much the fact that they're not even just like allowed to fail a bad semester like 
I don't know, the fact that my brother had to do all this for them to make sure they wouldn't fail because school is, I don't know, more important than their mental health, it feels like at this point. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I would say that. I'm sure my brother's not the only one who sort of had to do this saving them thing so that they wouldn't have these permanent fails on their report cards. Yeah, I, I actually have not considered that at all. I didn't think about that at all. I have two nephews who do the Zoom classes. They're six and 10. And that's a struggle in itself. The six-year-old has started disconnecting from the class early and then telling the teacher he's having internet issues. So they're already like, again, the, the word optional. It just feels optional yeah. even to someone that young. And, and they don't understand the impacts, the long-term impacts, mm-hmm. let alone high school students, the long-term yeah. impacts that's going to have on them. Is six-year-old kindergarten? Uh, I believe so. Because, yeah, I saw, I follow, because I want to be a teacher, so I follow some, te- like, teachers on Instagram. And a teacher was talking about how she, they have, like, recess, but, like, online, kind of. So, basically, it's, like, a little social hour for the kids to talk to each other. And that the kids were, like, oh, let's play teacher. Like, I'll be the teacher. Like, okay, kids, unmute yourselves. Like, um go to the next slide, like turn your camera on. And this teacher realized like, oh my gosh, that's the only version of school they know. Like, this is what they enter into. And they're playing school as like Zoom. Like they don't know school and yeah. not in this context. So that's really like weird. Too. It's like a very like Black Mirror-esque thing. It's just super freaky. Absolutely. Um, do you think this experience has shed light on any existing issues that a student, as a student that may not have been recognized before? Hmm. I think, I mean, I will go back to this, like the mental health issue. I think mental health is so important. I think it used to be stigmatized a lot more than it is now. Um, I think people are more willing to talk about it and to just like accept it as, as truth and as something important. And so what a lot of schools did that first semester and some schools did the second semester was they gave you a lot longer than they usually do to decide whether you want like graded grades or like pass no fail grades, or if you need to like drop out, um, drop your classes, but like pass the deadline because of things that happened um, with like COVID and the pandemic. And so schools are being a lot more lenient. And, but it makes you think like, why, why are you this lenient all the time? Because now we're collectively going through, through like a mental health issue, but even without the pandemic, we're going through individual mental health issues. And yeah, I think if the schools prove that they can support their students who are like struggling with their mental health and it's always been a choice not to. And so I hope, I hope we hold them to that standard they have now set, which is like, oh, we, we can make accommodations for you. Um, and so, yeah, it's interesting. And I think another, I think another thing this has maybe shed light on for students is, I don't know, it's like school's so expensive and we're just sort of conditioned to accept that we have to go into tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt for it. And I think what happened, right, like was like, for fall 2020, 
there were some schools who like enrollment was very low and they were trying to figure out how to get kids to come in. But I think people were not going to school because they realized at least in the pandemic, the cost benefit analysis, like it wasn't worth it to go to Zoom University for $8,000 or whatever. Um, But I think it's hardly worth it to go to school in person for $8,000. And I mean, I do it obviously because I understand the doors it unlocks to have a degree. But I think, yeah, I think the cost of school um, sort of got brought up. kind of ridiculous. Yeah. 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 And the fact that it costs the same to attend school online as it does um, in person. Like they didn't like lower our tuition in any way. So yeah, I thought that was another thing that sort of was brought to light. How do you think you're handling this whole situation now as opposed to the first few months? Um, <laughs> I want to say better, but it comes in waves. Like I actually ended up having to, so I moved in with my boyfriend and we're like, oh my gosh, we live together, how fun. Like, and then a few months in, I, I moved out. I was like, I can't do this. If I stay living here, we're going to break up. Um, because I became very depressed. Um, and he became very anxious. He's, he's, he always had like anxiety issues, but now his anxiety issues, or I should say he always had health anxiety issues. That's sort of where his anxiety is focused. And now he had very specific like COVID anxiety issues. And I had, I've always had like issues of depression. I sort of like um, fall into bouts of depression and that can get out. And then sometimes they're deeper than others, but I was starting to fall into like a deeper depression. Um, even with therapy, like it was just very hard. And so basically like, if I wanted to like go visit my family, even in like what I consider to be like a safe way, but his, you know, he was very anxious. And so he'd be like, that's not a safe way. Um, and so I would like go visit my family and I'd come back and then he, we would like quarantine from each other. It was a one bedroom apartment. We would like quarantine from each other for a few days. And, um, and it was just an issue anytime I wanted to like go out. But, and I, and I totally understand and respect like his, like his own mental health journey and wanting to like, you know, he didn't choose to be that anxious. Um, but he just was, but basically his anxiety was keeping me home and like making me more depressed. But my depression was like trying to get me to go out, which was making his anxiety worse. And so we were sort of in denial. Like we, we, you know, we knew that the best thing to do was not live with each other during that time, but it was hard because I don't know. I think somehow we were trying to prove to each other, like, no, we love each other. So we can't, you know, be away from each other. But I think we ended up realizing the the loving, mature thing to do was to not hurt each other in this way. So I ended up moving back with my dad for, for like the entire um, fall 2020 semester. And then I moved back in with him and my brother, December, 2020. So basically beginning of this year. And so I feel a lot better now for multiple reasons. One, I have my bachelor's degree, like, so just having that under my belt is like so nice. Um, 
because in theory I can drop out whenever I want and I have something to fall back <laughs> on you know what I mean like that just feels nice to have that safety net I have another person living in the house so that just feels like better our new apartment is so nice oh my god our first apartment in Long Beach was so bad it was the first apartment ever it was cheap it's what we could afford it there's so many roaches um it it was awful and so now we've like upgraded to like a really nice that's what happens when you add another person and and like one more person's money and like Uh you're able to get a nicer place well that's good to hear because i well my one of my last questions i wanted to ask you was how the how the virus and how this whole situation has like positively impacted your life also so I would say that's you know an upgrade is a positive impact yes upgrade um this pandemic has forced me to also like look my relationship in the eye because this is coming up on our fourth year together and it was such a fun amazing like I always felt we were in a super healthy relationship super um good at communicating and all these things but it really forced me to look at my relationship in the eye and be like okay but can you handle what is probably going to be the hardest thing in your relationship which is a pandemic you know and yeah you know I I could and I can I think a positive thing was that it really did make me have to grow closer to my partner I mean also I just appreciate every time I'm outside, just a little more, you know? <laughs> uh, well, Ms. Vigil, thank you so much for taking time to share your story. This is, I think, really important. Uh, I wish you nothing but luck and good health. Um, I wanted to thank uh, everybody for listening. I'm Nico Heredia, and I hope you listen next week and wanted to remind you to wear your masks. Thank you.